The Adventures of Sharon and Pate Episode 5 Sharon at the Inn and Out Pate, what a smile you've got on your face. You must have had a wicked afternoon. Pete and me were sitting having a drink on the terrace of the hotel in Portugal after he got back from his trip in Lisbon. He was making me really curious because he was grinning like a Cheshire cat. I hadn't seen him with a grin like that for a long time. I thought he'd been up to something really naughty. I was giving him the old one-to-one -one interrogation, trying to find out. But he said nothing. He just kept grinning. It just made me want to do something really naughty too. And, by the way, I still had my freedom pass. Well, at least that's what he thought. So, what was I going to do? To be honest, looking around in Portugal, I couldn't think of a damn thing. I'd already gone to Spain and tried there and decided to keep the fantasy pass up. That's what I told him as we were driving along on the journey back, just to remind him I've still got a freedom pass. Now, you know that I work for this international law firm in London as a personal assistant. I've been there quite a few years and I get on pretty well with my boss, Nick. He's the head of the department. He's quite a tall guy, athletic, a big mop of red hair, and green eyes, a smirky smile. A few years back, he married one of the female solicitors in the office and they moved out my way, beyond Colchester. If I get the early train, I see him on the morning commute and we have a good old chinwag. Well, we get along pretty well. The older girls in the office tell me that he had a real reputation with the ladies when he was younger, before he met his woman. Basically, he was shagging anything that moved. And he looked at me with a glint in his eye. I sort of quite fancied him. I never would have minded a shag fest with him. So, every year, the firm organises a big cocktail party in late November for clients who have been the best clients of that year. A sort of pre-Christmas celebration. This particular year, the year of the Portugal holiday, they decided to hold it in one of those gentlemen clubs in St. James in London. Now, you may find this hard to believe, but the nickname of this place was called the In and Out Club. It used to be down Piccadilly and the nickname came from the in and out of the carriages, the carriage gates. So Nick always fixed it that the head of marketing, Lauren, would ask me to help out on reception at Christmas, you know, for the Christmas do. So I had been looking up the website to find out all about this in and out club. And oh my God, there were some classy bedrooms in there. I thought I wouldn't mind a bit of in and out with Nick in one of those bedrooms, humping 
and bumping on one of them soft beds and lots of other naughty things, you know. Because we were going to be working on reception, me and two other girls, we were on the organising committee for the party. This club had a grand entrance and after the guests had their coats and bags handed into the cloakroom to us receptionists, we were supposed to greet everybody and sort out their name badges before they all went in for their first glass of champagne in the glittering ballroom place. On this organising committee, we discovered that the partners were going to stay the night in the club. Nick was one of them because he didn't want to go back to Colchester that night. Aha, I thought, here's my chance to spend my freedom pass. I twisted Lauren's arm to let me have one of those rooms to stay the night because I had a long commute and I told Pete I was doing reception and I wouldn't be home that night. Of course, of course I didn't tell him I was planning on using my freedom pass with Nick. People, I was well excited, well excited by this special night coming up. Some in and out in the in and out club, like any girl. I had to go and buy myself a new dress, you know, for the do. Now, most of the time, I buy a black or a white dress, quite skimpy, to show off my body with a simple design. Simple is good. Contrast is good. But being Christmas party, I went all out. I went and bought myself a little red number, a bright red dress, but with a gold braid around the neckline and the hem. The dress was very snug fitting, all around my tits, all pushing up my boobs. To show me cleavage, I decided to try and accentuate them by wearing a new bra with a nice lacy edge, so that if I leant forward, as I was dishing out the name badges, the blokes would see my cleavage and they'd see all the black lacy stuff. You know, then I'd be the receptionist of the year, eh? I'll finish things off with a beautiful golden belt, all tight around my waist, to accentuate the dress over the back of me bum, all tight. And I had a new pair of gold high heel shoes with a red bottom sole. It was quite some shopping outing. Made quite a dent in my credit card. The night of the party, we were so excited, us girls, and we had to get ready all early to get down to the club to organise ourselves for our duties. We all piled into the loo in the office to glam up. We were well oiled with a bit of vodka Red Bull from whiskey flasks. We were in hoots of laughter in that loo, just off our heads with excitement. We had organised taxis to take us down to the in and out. It was us and some of the partners going first. As we got downstairs in the elevator, some of the partners were standing, waiting for taxis, all dressed up in black tie. Although they were in dinner jackets, they had been told to wear a flamboyant, colourful bow tie to fit the Christmassy mood. 
It was dark and cold and we got down to the cabs. I saw Nick standing with the other partners and went over to him. I stood as close to him as I could. What a big one you've got, I said with a breathy, nervous voice. He winked at me. I mean, your bow tie, Nick, your dicky bow. You have to admire his sense of humour. His dicky bow was maroon red with little Christmas trees all over it. He winked at me again. As the next taxi drew up, he grabbed my hand, jumped in and pulled me in beside him. I was nestled up really close to him, close. It was dark in there. He started stroking my leg gently. My pussy melted, melted. I tell you, the journey to the in and out seemed like seconds. Me, oh, my mind was in another place, in a horny place, in our own in and out place. As we jumped out of the taxi, he whispered in my ear, see you later. Oh my God, that gave me such a rush in my panties. We organised ourselves and soon the first guests started to arrive. My plan worked. Most of the male guests looked down my cleavage as I leant forward doing the name tags. Most of the female guests looked also. Maybe they thought I was a bit of a tart. Who knows? Once all the guests arrived, us receptionist girls grabbed one of the waiters and got him to bring us a glass of champagne each. I do love my champers. I do. And particularly good stuff. But this was not Dom, but it was pretty classy. The guests must have thought it was pretty good too because the noise level was rising. They seemed to be getting well drunk. They came out and everyone was chinking their glasses. Oh, that's what it was. The chairman of ceremony started chink, 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 chink of the glasses with a knife. And he said, pray silence for the chairman of the firm. We stood up and went to the doorway to watch. The master of ceremonies said, I want you all to charge your glasses, he said. With the master of ceremonies handed him a bottle of champagne and a massive sword. I'd never seen anything like it. The chairman picked up the sword and in his right hand, the bottle of champagne in his left. And he swung the sword at the bottle and cut the top off. The champagne spurted out. In my kinky brain, it looked like a guy spunking. All the big bubbles going gush, 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 gush. Oh my God, I wanted to see Nick's dick spunking. The evening wore on and soon everybody was slowly leaving. The key partners beckoned us to come and join them over on the sofa in the drawing room so we could have a debriefing on that evening. As I got there, the space next to Nick was free. So I wedged myself in beside him. 
all nestled up for the second time that night, E looked flushed. Well, he was always in such a good mood, and but he did look a bit flushed. He liked to drink that nick. We all ordered nightcaps. Me, I went for one of my favourites, a Brandy Alexander. Oh my God, it was delicious. One of the best Alexanders I have ever had. And that includes me old boyfriend Alex. It was much better than him. By now, I couldn't focus on the debrief at all. My mind was racing. How was I going to get in and out with Nick? Truly, I didn't know. We were surrounded by everybody. All I could think of was to get out of there somehow. So, as the debrief finished and Nick ordered another double whiskey for himself, I stood up and announced to everybody that I was tired after a long day and I was going up to my room because I needed to get up early to get the train back home in the morning. I wasn't long in my room when my desire was answered and there was a gentle knock on the door. It was Nick. By now, he was looking a bit dishevelled and bear in mind that this was years ago long before that Harvey Weinstein stuff, long before. Anyway, I was totally willing. I just wanted to use my freedom pass to get his throbbing dick in and out of me. I went up to him. My breasts rubbed up against him, up against his chest, all sultry. I undid his dicky bow before I slowly eased off his jacket and undid his buttons on his shirt to stroke his chest. He put his arms around me and one hand on each of me bum cheeks, he squeezed just the right pressure, pulling my pelvis right into him. I was yearning for it. I was wet and horny. He slowly undid me gold belt and removed it. He turned me round, undid the zipper on the back of me dress and it was soon on the floor around my feet. And there he was, kissing me breasts, lavishing them. I looked up at him. What do you think you're doing, sir? I murmured with a twinkle in my eye. Have you come for a bit of in and out in the in and out? Do you want to come in the in and out? He replied, of course, that's why I'm here. He swung me round and pushed me on the bed and threw himself beside me, still in his shirt and trousers. He was kissing my breasts and I was groping the top of his trousers under his dinner suit to try to get his dick out. I wanted that throbbing thing in my hands. Down and down and down I went, trying to find it. And then I realised something. Something I should have foreseen, but hadn't. There 
was nothing there. No life in his dick at all. Just a squidgy thing. The man hadn't got a boner. There wasn't even an ounce of bone in it. I squeezed and rubbed, stroked under his balls, but nothing, nothing. There was no way he could take advantage of me. He couldn't do a thing. He was pissed as a newt. And there I was, horny as hell, red hot. His eyes started to glaze. I could see his last double whiskey was really starting to hit him. I thought, Christ, I don't want anybody to find him in there, passed out in my room. So embarrassing. I took my hand out of his pants and did the old trick of rubbing my knuckles into his sternum. That wakes him up fast, you know. Never fails. He looked at me startled. Nick, you're completely pissed. You need to go back to your room now. I was up on my feet. I pulled him up off the bed, put his jacket in one hand and his dicky bow in the other hand and propelled him towards the door. He staggered along. I pushed him out. I shut the door behind him. What a disappointment. What a disappointment, people. What a disappointment. There I was, all set to use my freedom pass. At the end, no in and out for me. No in and out. All planned for months and months. There was no in and out that night. He hadn't brought the tool for the job. So, still horny as hell, in this bedroom, I lay back on the bed and opened my clutch bag got out me faithful one the faithful wand at least it never lets me down oh, until it needs recharging and it doesn't use a freedom pass